listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. A level-headed movie critic meets a loudmouth movie cynic. And action! Alright, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today, James, what are we doing? Creed. Creed. It's about time, Kyle. Creed. Yes, we're it's doing happening. Creed. Feeling good. Creed, otherwise known as Rocky 19, right? <laughs> Creed. Creed, Kyle, yeah. Creed. So this was a uh, this was a film that came out end of last year, right? Somewhere around there? I believe so. Um, and we were both looking forward to it. I think we talked about it on one of the uh, movie news ones, things that we were looking forward to. Yep. Um, I just finally got around to seeing it. James has seen it a couple times now? Three times. Three times. Twice in the theater, once from the library. Thank <sighs> you. Excellent. Yep. And uh, and so yeah, I finally saw it. So we're here talking about it. Creed, James, tell us. Creed. Here's Where what... does Creed fit in the greater Rocky franchise? In the Rocky multiverse. Yes. Right? <laughs> Creed fits in the following ways. This is a more or less a plot summary, and then we'll get into opening thoughts. Yes. Then we'll Creed, start spoiling. Things. Creed is a story of a young boy who is the son. Of Apollo Creed. Surprise! Apollo <laughs> had a son out of wedlock. Out of wedlock. Very close to the time where he died at the hands of Ivan Drago. Ivan Drago. <laughs> <laughs> In Rocky Four, so Apollo Creed was a little unfaithful with his uh, with his wife. Had a child out of wedlock, named Adonis Creed. Um, didn't quite take care of him. Adonis was raised by his mother, and you get the you get the sort of feeling that. His mother wasn't up for the task because Adonis spent many of his younger years in juvenile homes, right? Yes. Adoption centers and whatnot, where he got into a lot of fights and trouble because he, I don't know, he didn't have a um, decent upbringing or whatever. Whatever you right. want to say, right? He had a rough upbringing. He had yes. a rough time. He had a rough time. Eventually, Apollo Creed's widow decides, I'm going to take this child in and I'm going to bring him up in this world. And she does. But the, the specter of his father haunts him throughout his life. He becomes an amateur boxer. We see him um, fighting in little uh, holes in the wall, if you will, at least one. South of the border. <laughs> and he's trying to make a name for himself. This young right. man, Adonis Johnson. Is that the, he goes by Johnson? Bullard, I think right? so, yeah. yeah. Um, hiding his last name, hiding his true identity, trying to make a name for himself, um, trying to shake the shadows of the past, right? Uh, but eventually moves to Philadelphia because he's not going to find that path in his hometown of L.A. Moves to Philadelphia. Seeks out the help of... Rocky Baba. <laughs> and decides that the best way to connect with and overcome his past is to um, essentially exist in the same universe that his dad did. Mm-hmm. And we take it from there, Kyle. And we take it from there. Yep. How was in, that? In intro, that was a great setup. All right. Interesting setup. So that's mm-hmm. so that's the film, and it moves on from there. So. And let me make a, co- a quick yes. point before we get into opening thoughts, because a long time ago when we talked about Creed, both you and I were skeptical about how, we were skeptical. how does this character fit into the timeline? How does yes. it properly fit in the universe? And I think you'll agree with me. Very quickly in the movie, you are just – that fear or that worry that this is – going to be an awkward shoehorning in is taken care of is it, it not sure is immediately like okay that's there they go they they set it up they arranged for it and i'm i'm ready to go i'm I was in this story 100 on board yep 100 on beginning yeah. you don't have to sit there and be like ah, i'm not i'm not i'm not buying it you know yes. they take care of backstory mm-hmm. in such a subtle easy way too and quickly yes boom you're in the story yeah all right go ahead excellent uh so opening thoughts opening thought, on creed spoilers yep. coming forward after this um Great acting all across the board. Yes. Great acting. The characters felt updated and real in this situation. The the Rockies past Rocky One, essentially. Rocky Two begins to kind of descend into the fantasy. And by Rocky Three, you're full on in an overblown, fantastical video game. Not style. real world. Yeah. <laughs> the characters are way I mean, it just it turns into fantasy in every way. And one of the things that I loved about this was that it was the first film in the entire franchise that was filmed, like cinematography, 
in the movie was as if you were taking the real world and documenting around it. There wasn't an incredible amount of directorial flair involved. There's some great choreography during the fight scenes, but there's not there's not the fantasy, the overblown, over-the-top characters, over-the-top plot lines and everything. It's a really uh, strong, real-world, real-character, real-situation-type movie that puts it to the backdrop of their one fantastical kind of idea, which is bringing the son of Apollo Creed up through the ranks to, you know, prize fight with the best of the best. They take their liberty there because you know that these characters are special. They're, they've transcended their, their legend at this point, and let's see if they stand up to it. Uh, but it's all of the, the acting, Michael B. Jordan, uh, just so nuanced and incredible the whole time. And this is the same director from Fruitvale Station, and yep. uh, who Michael B. Jordan also starred in that. So you can tell they have a great rapport. They put together a really smart, real, character-driven action drama, if you will. I loved it. Wow. Kyle, let me tell you something right now. I'm, I'm jumping on the Kyle bandwagon here. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, all the, everything you just said, per- great analysis. You, you're really good at this, man. Thanks. You are great. I, I just want to... Yeah, I haven't I haven't done that in a while because we're a comedy podcast for the most part. But every once in a while, Kyle gets a chance to flex his muscles, his mm. movie critic muscles. Yes. And what you just said right there about um, the characters are updated and real—that uh, it's no longer existing in this fantasy video game style realm. Yes. But in fact, it's as if we're moving through these people's lives. Yeah. On their scale, if you will, not ob- observing these ridiculous caricatures from afar. Right. Man, you're on point, man. Oh. Another reason I'm saying this. <laughs> another reason I'm saying this is because uh, it's, it's worth pointing out. For the first time, we've kind of flipped roles. Ooh. We flipped roles in this podcast we did because flip. nobody even knows yet. Nobody knows yet, but they know now. Kyle has copious notes on this movie. I do, and I've gone in with nothing because I've seen it three times. I feel like I'm equipped to discuss it at any point, in any moment. But Kyle does, in fact, have notes. Now you know how I feel when we review literally every other movie. <laughs> I've just seen them all so many times. I'm ready it's to go. Guy, guy, yes, I got no notes. I'm, I'm making notes as Kyle speaks, but I had nothing prepared. But yes, I, I took notes while I was watching this. Um, I just can't say enough about the two leads and the chemistry between the leads. Tessa Thompson uh, playing the role of Bianca and Michael B. Jordan, Adonis Creed, the uh, the love interest, of course. Their the, chemistry their is chemistry incredible, Kyle. is amazing, but it doesn't just stop with this person being his like inspiration it's not the it's not the story that we saw in rocky there are of course reflections and we follow the same beats of of rocky and we move through it in a very a familiar sense but she is her own very well-defined character yes and they've updated this to i believe in my analysis show a struggle of minority life in the world that we live in now and also the struggle of artists and people that want to follow their dreams and don't get everything handed to them it's a real struggle where talented people are forced to try harder when they are uh of a different descent of a minority descent I feel like that's a very strong emphasis of the film. Kyle, I love that point. We're going to return to it in a second, but i got to interrupt you. Are we getting another We're call? We're getting a call. Oh, Let's my gosh. It. Let's see. Hit it up. Yo. Hey, what's up? Kid, what are you doing? Not much. I'm calling you for my, my second episode here. <laughs> it's the Mad Dog. It's the Mad Kid, welcome, welcome back to the show. Kid, we're talking about Creed. Kyle just got through making a great point that – um. The characters have all been updated and they're real. Uh, and the two leads, uh, Bianca and Adonis, have terrific on-screen chemistry. And they're dealing with like true-to-life issues that we see today, you know, growing up minority, trying to make your way in this world. Kid, what do you, what do you think about Creed? Give us some of your opening thoughts. Just, just go off. Go. I really enjoyed Creed as a as a huge Rocky fan and being from Philadelphia, so I'm personally biased. You know, ah. I I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was uh, very uh, 
perfect uh, fit for the entire Rocky series, and it, it like it, it stood, it could stand on itself. It's just amazing because the, the movie can stand alone. I think for people who don't know Rocky, which is amazing. But then also, it was like a really perfect seventh kind of I think seventh um, chapter in the Rocky series. And Absolutely. The story, the story, uh, like it, it does model real life. It, it's like there's always another chapter in real life. You know, so there's always a, there's always you can always turn the page and uh, and and uh, I think Sylvester Stallone did that very well. The acting was phenomenal. Uh, Rocky got emotional when he found out I think, uh, he got cancer. Um, and yeah, it was just I really enjoyed the movie. It was amazing. It was a great movie. And uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I got a question for the Mad Dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. My question is, being from Philadelphia. Have you made Have you made the famous jog? Have oh, you hit course. Have you hit up the steps? He and I have done that. Yeah, like I, I uh, you know, like like he mentioned, since he was twelve years old in the movie, I think I, I like I, it's been a while since I've seen it, so I'm trying to get the quotes here. Um, uh, but yeah, I when I was younger, I ran up those steps, and uh, when I was in high school, I joined I joined a rollerblading group actually, and I would rollerblade on the top there. Uh, Many many memories. It's um it's part of my three favorite places in Philadelphia, which happen to be my three favorite places on the face of the planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rocky yeah. Steps in the Philadelphia Museum of Art, the Reading Terminal, which is a market in uh, Philadelphia as well, and the Independence Hall. That those those three places, Independence Hall being like number one. So I'm like a huge fan of Philadelphia. I'm very uh I'm really proud of my city. Excellent. Uh, I love, well, love it. Well, I love it. I love, and this, that makes me feel good too. That you know, and you know, the movie came out in '77 when I was born. Oh no, I think it was '76. '76, yeah. And then it won. And then it was '76, and then it won Best Picture. And I think. yeah, it won the the '77. Yeah, Best Picture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, and then and then um, I just I just read that it got the first uh, Creed got the first Golden Globe. Award, which you know, I mean, if you if you believe in that kind of Hollywood stuff, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, if it's if it's uh, legit, you know what I mean. Okay, what do you mean the first? <laughs> the the first of the Rocky series? No, yeah, the, the, I think it, it got the Oscar, but then it got the, isn't the Golden Globe different? I got the first, like I think Sylvester Stallone got his first Golden Globe award. Personally. Oh, okay, right. I got you. We'll look it up later. I've always. I believe, I believe. I, I've never gone to Philadelphia, and I've always wanted to go to Philadelphia, and I just haven't had the chance yet, but I definitely want to do that sometime. Oh, well, you have to let me know when you go, man, because you have to go to see, you see the statue. Like, it was at the Spectrum, and then and then, and then then they brought it to the, the art museum, and then they took it down and put it, like, now it's down on the side of the, uh, you know, the imprint of his, of his sneakers are still... Are still on top there. It's amazing, but you know the city is—it's amazing. It's a can, great city. Can you find me a beat-up Eagles jersey, and can we bomb around to some dive bars? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man! Totally. There's so many dive bars over there, man. I'm going, well, I'm going up there next week, so I'm excited. Oh, man. you fuck! Excellent, <laughs> kid. We, you, well, kid, you and I have done the stairs a couple of times ourselves. You know? Uh, yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, you can't go to the art museum without, without someone doing it. That's how iconic it is. It's yeah. amazing. And you, you really feel like Rocky is a real character when you're doing it. It's just amazing, man. It, it is amazing. And, and, you know, back to Creed, like, it really, they ended the movie with going up the stairs. You know? Oh, like, beautiful. They want to make it up, you know what I mean? It's, he goes, I, uh, how's your future looking bright or something like that, you know? And, oh, man, it's so totally. good. I got emotional. I always, I, I can't watch, the, I, I got emotional doing Creed. I get emotional doing all the Rockies. I'll tell you what, I, I'm such a Rocky <laughs> staff that I even get emotional at some parts of Rocky Five. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> man. <laughs> when the robot comes into the room. Nah, that's Rocky Four. <laughs> Is that four? When he, when he has the street fight. Oh, when he God. Foot sweeps oh. the guy, kid, when he foot sweeps him. Oh, my, <laughs> oh, my God. God. Tommy, Tommy's a gun. Tommy's a gun. Kid, let me, let me tell you. 
Let me tell you something, kid. That's great that you said that because one of the questions I had for you was, did you cry during Creed? Because I wanted to tell you and Kyle that I had to fight it back because, you know, I don't like to do that because I'm a, I'm a fucking android, you know? Macho, man. You're ma- yeah. I'm, I'm too macho for that sissy. No, I'm kidding. But, kid, the cemetery scene when he takes the, when he takes the folding chair down from the tree. Oh, kid, I, I, I had to fight it back so bad at that point, you know? The music kicks in. You see that this has been part of Rocky's routine for quite a while. Yeah. He's just reading the newspaper to Adrian and Paulie. Oh, kid, tell me about that scene. Yeah, man. Shit, what do you think? I, I, yeah, I mean, I have to, I, you know, I saw the movie once, and I actually wanted to go back and see it, but, like, it was when it first came out. Like, I don't know, it was the first day I saw when it came out, man. So I don't, I mean, I'm, I only saw it once, you know, and it was back then. So I have to, like, refresh my memory with the movie. But, yeah, the scene was powerful, powerful, powerful. Doesn't he leave the bottle of whiskey on Rocky's, I mean, on, on, on Paulie's grave? Absolutely, yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's, I think it's, oh, shit. See, this is what I should know. I should know exactly what the, what whiskey was. I want to, I want to say. Oh, exactly oh fuck you. This guy wants to talk about his hobbies now. I know, I know, I know what it was. I know what it was. It was four roses. Oh, that helps. Well, that's the kid. That's the re- that that's the ultimately that's the reason I didn't cry in the scene because it wasn't type the right type of whiskey. All right, let me ask you. Let me ask you. Let me ask you, I'll ask you about one other scene, then I'll pass you back to Kyle, because Kyle wants to talk to you. Kid, another scene, another scene that I had to fight it back was when uh, Adonis, or Donnie, was running down the street, and all the bikers and the guys in the ATVs are following him, and they arrive right outside the gym, and they're all there for Rocky. He's like, we gotta go help Rock, you know? And, you know, Rocky's been suffering through his illness, and Rocky simply sticks his head out the window, and he's just pumping his fist like, yeah, fellas, yeah. And they're all just yelling up at him in an inspirational way, like, come on, Rock, come on. You remember that? Yeah. I, I'm getting goosebumps yeah, right now. Powerful. Kid, talk to us about that scene. Go. That, that was a powerful scene, yeah. Like, the, the music was amazing. They chose really good music for the whole movie. And I remember the music of that scene was amazing. Uh, you know, yeah, just very motivational, very inspirational, like, got to the heart of what Rocky is, you know. So, the underdog, man, like, coming back from the hardships of life. You know, it ain't about how much you can hit. It's about how much you can take Yeah. That's from that's from Rocky Balboa right there. That's from Rocky Six. Okay, good. Well done, kid. That's well done. amazing. Okay, I got a, I got a question for you. If this is the final entry in the Rocky series, are you satisfied, or do you want to see it go more? Great question. I think, of course, I want to see it go more. This is one of the few franchises that kind of got it right almost every time, except for Rocky Five. And then, <laughs> I mean, although although I I can talk about Rocky Five forever, like I, I you know whatever. But I think that um, it's it, it, it's a, such a great story, the underdog story, and it models you know real life. It's very very personal to everybody who watches it, even if you don't like boxing, you know and. Uh, and, and so, like, they always, it's the kind of, it's like real life, because it's always, you can always turn the page, there's always another chapter, and, and you know, it, it, the, the story never dies, so I think there will be, if there was the last one, I would be fine, you know, of course, but I do have a desire to see more, and um, I read that there actually, Creed 2 is in the works, so it's like, you know, next year in 2017, it's going to be coming out, so, and, uh, of course, they left it open, right? Yeah. They left, uh, they left some some plot lines to to be continued and to be followed, which is good. Um, and again, that's just like real life. You know what I mean? It never ends. Well, kid, let me let, let me piggyback. Let me piggyback on that real quick, um, because I read a good critique of Creed recently that mentioned that something special about the Rocky series is that it's one of the few long-lasting series that cuts across like multiple decades where the characters age and go through things in real time. You know, like, when you have James Bond, they'll, 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 they'll trade out James Bond and update him, and it's, it's, like, understood that it's still the same character, but it's all, like, modernized. But this is, but this is tracking Rocky through, through his life. You know, like, how many other movie series have done? I can't think of hardly any. Well, oh, can you, Kyle? Well, movie series, I don't know. 
Yeah. Gonna take it. Yeah, and like that that actually reminds me, like, you know, like when 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 Sylvester Stallone was oh dude, like just a, a, another personal connection that I have to it is that um uh, Sylvester Stallone also uh, made Miami his home and that's where I live in Miami. And he actually attended Miami Dade College. I think he attended film school at University of Miami, but I'm a professor at Miami Dade College, so you know, he took classes there, so that's that's like back you know, back in the seventies there. That was that was really cool. So like it it, it uh and if you read if you read his story about how he came up with Rocky, it was also very, partly very personal. I mean, you know, it was amazing. So, yeah, it, that's a great point. It, it, it tracks him throughout his real life, and that's one of the few, I can't even think of any others that do that. Yeah, there's, but, a, um, there's a movie I saw uh, last year called Boyhood. Did you see that? No. It's a, uh, it's a film that uh, is by a guy named Richard Linklater, who makes some really interesting movies, uh, Dazed and Confused. Okay among other ones um but uh he oh, okay. yeah, yeah he shot a film over i think it was i want to say like seven years or something or uh or much maybe longer like 14 years or something mm-hmm. and they filmed and they filmed it in real time so they would go back every year and they would shoot like the next part of it and there's something right. so special about actually not not makeup you know tech and everything but actually seeing people seeing how they age, and seeing how they act differently and how they interpret their characters at different ages that is is so special. Oh, yeah. That is a great point, like how the interpretation of a character. Oh, my God. That's a, yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, yeah, to, to see how the characters in Rocky change, I mean, his character particularly, I mean, it's fascinating, you know. I mean, even throughout the first, like, one and two, it changed dramatically, obviously, because he got rich real quick. Yeah. And then... Um, the things that he goes through with having children and then like you know having his child and then having his child grow up and yeah it was it's it beautifully done it's beautifully totally. done great series great series couple of bumps great series <laughs> alright kid uh, give us some give us some closing thoughts and we're gonna I'll let you go uh, you probably got a fucking workout or something to do <laughs> Um, this guy's a workout maniac. Gonna fly this guy's a now. fucking workout maniac all of a sudden in his life. You got to see this guy. Anyway, um, oh, oh, wait, 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 can I, yeah, like, oh, you're, you're, uh, you're pointing that out. So let me, little, can I give a plug? Can plug. I give a, a plug. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, if, if anybody follows him, just hold us. Got a biker passing by. I'm out on the balcony here. If uh, any of your uh, <laughs> Uh, podcast listeners enjoying uh, film also enjoy like you know working out and fitness stuff you can check out my Instagram if any of your followers are Instagram uh, junkies uh, you can follow my page neurofit neuro underscore fit neuro uh, like like yeah. oh, okay. spell it spell it out for everybody spell it like n-e-u-r-o like a neuron neurofit n-e-u-r-o underscore f-i-t so it's just a, it's just one of my personal pages I'm, I'm finding a, a niche you know combining um my love for the brain, and I study the brain neuroscience, and my my working out fitness. So yeah. Excellent. Well, send us the check, and we'll uh, we'll put it on the show. <laughs> and, and, and wait a second. By the way, wait, wait. By the way, that reminds me. I can take that back to. Let me connect that back to Rocky. And oh. My closing thoughts. Here you All go. Right. All right. Hit it. Oh, there it is. There it is. Oh man, if you. I got a. Uh, uh, it's a Christmas market in Philadelphia underneath the love sign. Uh-huh. If y'all know the famous love sign, it's in Philadelphia. They have a Christmas market. And last year, there was a, an artist selling his work. Beautiful, beautiful. It's hanging on my in my wall in my new apartment. It's all rocky when he's at the top of the steps, you know, with his arms out in his V formation. Yeah. And, yep. and, and, and it's drawn in lyrics to Eye of the Tiger. Interesting. So like the, 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 it, it, you just write out the lyrics and he drew it. With, uh, I'll send you a picture. It is beautiful. It is awesome. And believe it or not, like for me, you know, like going ups and downs with motivation, being like working out, and fitness, and everything like that. You know, the vicissitudes of life, uh, especially with me. You know, Rocky has always, Rocky has always been there. Rocky's always been there for me to, like, get me back and inspire and motivate me to, like, want to work out and run and and lift. And every time I see, like, you know, the montages, I'm like, oh, my God. It, it just, like, it inspires me, like, right down to the core, right down to the bone, man. So, like, Rocky is very connected to my fitness. So I always, and I listen to it, you know, when I, when I work out a lot. So 
Excellent. Excellent. That's, that's, uh, that's my closing thoughts of another personal influence from that series. The Mad Dog, bringing it home. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was real good. That was real good. Thanks for calling, man. Yeah, kid. All right, kid. I'll call you in a couple. Of, I'll call you next year. Right. Oh shit! All right, kid. I uh, I yeah. Look for something in the mail. I sent you something recently. All right. All right. Well, uh, thanks for having me on your podcast. That was a good conversation. Oh, kid, you you're good at this, man. We thanks should... for coming on. That was great analysis, thanks. for real. Thanks, guys. All right. Yeah. Take care. All right, kid. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Yeah. There he goes. Excellent. Wow, he, he contributed quite a <coughs> He sure did. Some insight. All right, Kyle, let's get you back on track, though, because you were flexing your muscles. <laughs> you were flexing your muscles like Creed, and, uh, and you know, we got to get you back. We get, get you back on track. We're, back in gear. There you go. go. Well, I'll just hop to my next note on my, on my list here, because the, the plot of the movie is pretty simple. Um, guy, I, we pretty much described it already. Take that moment where he goes to seek out Rocky at his uh, little restaurant and confronts him and starts dropping some real personal info on him to try and get Rocky to help train him. And, of course, he doesn't want to. He's over that. It's not his life anymore. But he starts just bringing it home, and Rocky starts to realize absolutely that this kid is, like, the only family he's got left in the world. Like, even though he's not technically family... He's totally family. Mm -hmm. This is his life. This is his history. This guy was like his best friend, his biggest uh, fight and ally. And and his son is there. And is he going to help him? Is he going to step it up and go for it? But then take the, the Creed character because I loved how Rocky played a backseat. Rocky was a backdrop mm -hmm. for, for Creed's character. And what you come away with after that point is this really awesome kind of Shakespearean urban love story that happens after it. And you look back at some of that really classic theater and there's combat, there's sword play, there's, uh, there's people falling in love from different walks of life that don't necessarily always get along, come from different areas, and you have a very real love story captured here that metaphorically sits at a higher level, that represents way more than just what it is and to to read my quote here perfectly urban love story philly is rome and that was the uh that was the feeling i was taking away from it it was just a beautiful beautiful melding of all those different things and i loved it so much kyle you are you keep going man you're flexing <laughs> your muscles that was beautiful um i'll just piggyback real quick piggy um, <laughs> <laughs> um the love story I, from different worlds. I love that. You know, they have things in common, clearly. You know, mm -hmm. their, their skin color and whatnot. But he's from L.A. She's from Philly. And little touches like her introducing her to certain types of slang. She's clearly more streetwise than he is, you know. And he, he's a little bit, you know, he's got a rough past. But he's got a privileged background for the uh -huh. most part. You know, he, he had a good paying job. And look at the mansion he grew up in and whatnot. He's so smart. And yet, I don't think he even knows how smart he is. Yeah. And that's where Rocky kind of sees him. And is like, you don't want to be a fighter. That's ridiculous. Oh, isn't that moment in the – whoever did the writing, uh, we should look it up. But the director, of course, is brilliant, you know? Yes. Um, I forget his last name. It begins with a C. I apologize. I, 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 I got this. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I love the fact that Rocky's able to say to Adonis when they first meet, look, kid, I can tell by the way you talk you got some education, you know? It's like yeah. here's a guy from the streets telling a young man, you know, like, look, man, I know you're not this – I know who you are. I can, I can hear it. I'm from – Rocky's saying in that moment – I'm from the streets. I grew up, you right. know, I grew up a certain way. I don't think you did clearly. You're talking to me. You're coming at me in a certain way, and I can read you. Rocky is old and wise and street mm -hmm. smart. And he knows that he's damaged. He knows that he's damaged, but he also knows that he has the capability and the foundation for so much more. Watch effort. this, Kyle. I'm not even looking at you. know it's Ryan Coogler. Ryan Boom. Coogler. There you go. That's it. Yep. Screenplay by Ryan Coogler and also Aaron Covington. Uh, Their team, yeah. Story from Ryan mm -hmm. Coogler, yeah. Excellent. All yeah. right, keep going, Kyle. Oh, I love, I'm, I'm loving your analysis. I here. love I'm that. Loving. Well, just breaking for a moment to talk about um, the the boxing side of things, the cinematography and the fight choreography. I mean, we, we've just come so far in the realm of uh, producing in that manner. 
and all of it was incredibly convincing. The scenes where they're in the ring with the continuous shots, like you're in there with them, you are battling with him alongside of him. You have to take every punch right next to him that he takes. You don't get a chance to look around to see other people. You've got to take it the whole time, the whole round that they're in the ring, you know? You're there, you see the damage. I loved, loved, loved one of my favorite scenes uh, was the, the humbling of Creed, I guess you can say, where he walks into the gym and asks who wants to fight him for his car, you know? Uh-huh. And he knocks that first dude, like, to the mat in a second. He's like, who's coming at me? And then that, the dude who's, like, number two in the world or whatever in boxing, like, steps up and just, like, clocks him down. And he just immediately is so humbled. But also, you from the mat, you, you know the passion and you feel the passion and you feel the underlying misplaced rage and confusion that's that's fueling this and driving it and it becomes so much more and he gets to rocky and starts to realize that he's really got family and that his his mom is there for him his 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 kind of mom Mm -hmm. his now mom um and and then he starts to realize what it's like to be family to reach out to that to that girl and to be vulnerable and to move on past that and he's got his flaws and he has to own up to them towards the end and he has to take responsibility for them much like rocky has had to do throughout the course of that career um wait let me interrupt you real quick i want you to keep flexing your muscles but because i'm loving this um i want to just make a mention of when kyle sent me a message saying that he just watched creed this is a, a couple weeks ago. He sent me a text message. I'm reading it right off my, my, my pocket right computer. <laughs> I'm watching Creed. I write back, nice. And I say, it's good, huh? Here's, here's Kyle's <laughs> opening thoughts, if you will, Forbade on him. Creed. Open quote. There is so much goddamn amazing fucking shit in that movie. <laughs> and so because Kyle said that in his, in his text message to me, there is so much... Goddamn amazing fucking shit in that movie. I'm just going to let him keep going. So, Kyle, keep going, man. There is. Uh, <clears throat> there are so many good things in it. I'm going to talk. I'm going to – I'll pause here for a moment okay. to address some of the concerns that I had. Because right. I'm wondering if you can pull out anything from the movie that you didn't like or any limitations of it. Um, I was worried at the cancer diagnosis of mm-hmm. Rocky. I thought that they were going to take it – to the martyrdom extreme and they were going to turn the movie around and make it rocky centric at the end and that was worrying to me and it only took about 10 minutes before i was fully back into being invested in it uh but that shook me for for just a minute because i was i was just afraid with the stallone ego that exists out there that that was going to kind of take over and formulate the rest of the movie and i'm so glad it didn't because creed and as mad dog was saying earlier (laughs) it stands up on its own if you if the only context you had for the character of rocky was what is presented in creed the whole story still makes perfect sense still stands up on its own and is masterful because they go back and they give his character exposition so that it makes sense as like this famous now old and retired boxer who did some of the most legendary stuff that's ever been done in the ring and they give you highlights and examples of that when creed is training and he's watching old fights of how well Apollo creed and rocky and they give you some of those highlight reels but they have put it in a completely different context Stallone's not out there mugging and and going for it, you he know. Pulls it up off the internet. He, pulls he it does off YouTube. That that is masterfully handled. And the only scene that that treads back on the past is the finality of going up the steps and observing it. But it's under the new guise of let me bring this to you and give it to you and pass it on to you because nowhere else in the movie do they dwell on the past. They present you with new unique things in Rocky's life that are formulating the character he is now like that his wife has died and her brother has died who lived with them and they put it right there for you they don't they don't give you anything else they don't go oh yeah isn't it sad that rocky's you know wife and you know her brother died 
Nobody's wasting time in dead air talking about that. They give you unique new moments to highlight uh, some context for the character that informs Creed's life after that. Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. Yes. Brilliant. I'm gonna. I'm just going to mention something real quick because I don't know if there's going to be a window for me to mention this. Do but it. You're talking about brilliance and you're, not, and you're talking about gently navigating through the past, if you will, or presenting it instead of dropping it in your faces like in an awkward exposition or script narrating the plot like yeah. huh like what we saw in Independence Day right. resurgence like isn't it sad that your dad perished in this very hangover <laughs> no you're right they go to a scene in a yeah. cemetery and there's two headstones and yo Paul yo my, my, my sweetheart Adrian you know what happened you don't have to be told and hand- Kyle here's something and it and it provides I mean he sits down with the like you were saying on the phone he sits down with the newspaper and is reading to his wife and his like best friend that are there and what a touching and wonderful scene that brings so much humanity to his character and shows how like at peace he is and where he's at in his life. And that's why when he when he receives his cancer diagnosis and it's kind of just like, I'm fine, you know, whatever. That moment makes sense. And then his realization of, you know, I'm not alone anymore and other people are relying on me. And if he's going to fight this, I'm going to fight this. And they work together, and he comes to a new realization through the tragedy instead of just being a static character. He's able to be a backdrop. He's able to be dynamic, but never is overplayed or overstated in the film. Excellent. And I'm going to mention one more thing. Respect for the source material without going over the top. Mm -hmm. Um, There are little subtle nods to the past peppered throughout the movie. Not in an aggressive, in-your-face way that we've seen in, in, in certain movies like Star Wars and blah, right. blah. But, you know, like Rocky's old grandma glasses make an appearance in the movie. <laughs> Remember Andre had a lot yes. to say about that? Like, yeah, yeah the granny glasses. Um, Rocky's handball. Remember mm-hmm. I brought that to your attention that when he walks down the street in the original, yeah, he's bouncing a handball. Course. What is that? It's his handball. It's his handball, duh. He has his handball in this movie. <laughs> uh-huh. It makes a very brief appearance. He bounces it a couple times and Adonis snatches it from him mm-hmm. to, to stop the conversation. And, of course, Rocky makes a spelling error. When he's writing things out for Adonis, Adonis has to correct him on something. So this shows you that Kugler and and his team have respect and appreciate the the source material, and they give little, like, tips of the hat. But at the same time, they update it, and they put their own stamp. No, they put their own mark on this thing big time. 100%. I, I, I personally am... The idea that it can continue past this point is is kind of scary to me because I saw this as such a wonderfully done chapter that updates and informs and kind of takes these characters into a new world. Hopefully they'll do something cool if they're going to um, follow it up. But the, the care and unique presentation of this type of material, yes. bringing in a character that's a musician and an artist that's struggling and to show the and to take the time to show the challenges that not only that these fighters have with being famous and being stupid and making mistakes and some of them it's their only option uh, that they feel like in their life and then to show the exact same dynamic with an educated strong girl who's living on her own and and is facing some intense challenges just because she wants to pursue her music career. And, and of course, Creed doesn't make that easy for her. And <laughs> there's a really strong moment where she just fucking bounces out and is like, bye. And it takes Rocky's meddling to kind of bring her back and, and bring her around. And I think that he only rewards Creed with his assistance because he sees a real change in his character and an understanding that what he did was fucked up, punching the headliner of her show yeah. and and nearly uh, tanking her career. So uh, I thought that that was very nicely handled as well. I, I hear what you're saying in terms of the follow-ups to this because when something is this well done, you're you're a little bit fearful about what could come next. You it know? buttons up the, the character of Rocky so nicely as yep. well. Uh, yeah, I mean, and do we do we need to see Rocky get 
more elderly at this point and, and go on from here because the gap we have between the last movie and Creed, a lot of stuff happened in Rocky's life. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of big, you know, deaths and changes in the world. Yeah. And, you know, kind of the next step of this one is like Creed visiting Rocky's grave and being like, Oof, hey, you yeah. know, how much more can they pack into, you know, his his waning yeah. years there? But who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they'll do something clever. Well, see, I, I had thought about it from a different angle. And sure. I, I thought about Present. It from, I thought about it from the director's perspective. Yes. Now, we know Ryan Coogler's breakout hit was Fruitvale Station, mm-hmm. and we know what that story is about. Yes. The the shooting of, of Oscar Grant, like cold-blooded cop murder right on the train platform. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable, right? Very close to where we are right yeah. now. Jesus Christ. Um, no justice. Anyway. Um now I know Ryan Coogler, and I know that he did Fruitvale Station, and I know that he. Uh, what pep- an interesting pick for this too. Well, yeah, I if mean, he self-selected, or if it if somebody came to him. Such I don't a know. Good I don't know, but he's super talented. Absolutely, and he's clearly aware of societal issues going on. Yeah. And look at what is happening in our world today, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Forget the fucking election for a second, right? Just be, before the election, uh, the. Yeah, the, the lack of justice when it comes to, to poli- all yeah. this stuff. And, and we have Black Lives Matter. <clears throat> so I hope, and this is risky for a movie, especially a, a, a Hollywood sort of mainstream production, I hope Coogler does something really interesting and potentially controversial with the character of Adonis. Yeah. What do I mean by that? We have a, a quarterback of a major NFL franchise refusing to stand for the national anthem, and he inspired hundreds of athletes around the country to do the same thing. Yeah. We have Black Lives Matter. We have no fucking justice. And we have a young black director from Oakland, California, who has now broken through with a massive hit Creed, and now he's got a platform. Mm-hmm. Will he make Adonis and Bianca do something like that? Imagine a Creed movie, Kyle. Oh, I yes. fantasize about this. His real world, James, creeping into that my be... world. Creeping Imagine a situation where Adonis, I don't know, maybe he gets treated unfairly by the cops. You know? Fights for justice. Maybe he. What if he decides to sit out a major fight, mm-hmm. or maybe he does a political stance at one of his fights, yeah. and he has to face blowback. Maybe Rocky has a hard time. Maybe Rocky reveals himself to be slightly like conservative and old in his thinking, and Adonis has to convince him. Yeah, you get what I'm saying, right? Brilliant. Wouldn't that be excellent? It would oh, be excellent my, instead of just like, oh, they're having a kid. Yes, you know, like the best fuck, parts. We don't need that, the you know? best parts of Rocky One, Rocky Two, Fast Forward, Creed. <laughs> <laughs> The best parts of all of those movies are not the parts where they're fighting and not the parts where they're boxing. That's entertaining. But the characters and the way that they think and the way that they observe the world around them and interact with it and interact with others are the most interesting parts of every single one of these films. And I that would be incredible if it moved in that direction. Coogler, if you're listening, <laughs> email us loud in the set at gmail.com. He was the first one that subscribed. Um, yeah, and so I, I, I would love to – I wish I had like 10 minutes of his time. Like, look, I know you probably have producers and whatnot, um, but, yo, have Creed do something. Be, have him be an activist or have Bianca be an activist. Have it create a conflict in his professional boxing career. Absolutely. Use this moment. You know, use yeah. it. Colin Kaepernick has used it. Hundreds of other athletes have braved you know, all these ridiculous criticisms. Uh, Black Lives Matter are, are also doing the same thing around the streets. Do it, man. I know you got it in your mind. You fucking directed Fruitvale Station. It'd be wonderful. It'd be wonderful. Oh, my God. All right, Kyle, what else you got? Oh, man. You know what else I got? I got... Uh, I have the... the uh, well, you said it earlier. All right. This, this provided some uh, emotional opportunities as well. And I definitely got emotional uh, when Creed was running to the... Running to the boxing, uh, yes. boxing club, and had all of his, all of his neighborhood gang with him, and was like bringing up people from the streets, and was like, "Come on, let's go!" and was running there and like screaming up at Rocky and like getting jacked and just being like, "We're doing this," you know, and bringing the community together and standing up for that, and uh, it, it just every part of it was such a departure from the general Hollywood garbage that gets turned up, (laughs) especially when you're on sequel whatever of some series. And and How often would the the seventh installment of any movie be this good? Especially after the fourth and fifth. (laughs) 
were so bad. That is yeah. great perspective right there. The seventh installment is like spe- is spectacular. Mm-hmm. This ha- yeah, and Oof. this dipped and rebounded, and hopefully it it can rebound to a an even higher place if they keep going with it. All right, Kyle, I got one last thing I want to mention, yes. and then we'll get to grades. and then we'll grade it. Um, you mentioned that Rocky's story and the way he's handled he's like a perfect backdrop in this movie. He yes. has, his ego doesn't dominate the movie at any point. I like how he's handled. I like that Adonis can mention to the street kids, come on, we got to go help Rock. He's sick. And immediately kids who are probably even too young to have seen Rocky in a fight all know, yeah, Rocky, he's a legend, you know? He's yes. a legend and they all respond and they go to his support. And that's also reflected so perfectly in one scene. When Adonis is moving out of his apartment and they're packing up his stuff into Rocky's van <laughs> and Bianca comes out the window, yo, yo, where you been? Or whatever she says. Oh, uh-huh. I've been busy. I'll call you later. And then uh, Rocky gets in the van and Adonis is given, you know, she's giving him this look and he's like, what? And she goes, how come you didn't tell me? Tell you what? That your uncle's Rocky Balboa? <laughs> so it's like this, yeah, you don't, you, I'm young. I'm a young, uh, like, black girl in this community, but you don't think I know who Rocky Balboa is? You think, right. you think you could just tell me that this guy's your uncle and you're going to move into him and, and I'm not going to know, like, what's going on <laughs> who here? Who Rocky Balboa is I in love Philly. That, I yeah. love that scene. How come you didn't tell me Rocky Balboa is your uncle, huh? Mm-hmm. So she knows, everybody knows yeah. Rocky, and now everyone's going to know Creed, Kyle. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. So here's here's my my final thought exercise yes. for you. All right. The the plot of this movie takes this kid and he essentially in a lot of ways follows in his father's footsteps to go and be a big boxing champ. And one of the things that I wrestled with afterwards was the motivation to go through with that. And I'm wondering if you have any insights on that as you were observing it since you've seen it a couple times. But I thought at some point, honestly, I thought this, that he was going to move on to do something else. I thought he was going to realize that, that though he was good at fighting and though he had that talent and genetically passed down from his father, and I thought that at some point in his life, he was going to realize that that wasn't what he wanted. And he was, even though he could do it and got to the biggest stage, he was going to let it go for some other reason. Um, but then he, he follows through with it and he goes through with the fight and he's got a, a really rough, intense fight. I mean, the last, the last fight is so good and, uh, I mean, definitely reflects the, you know, win by decision, Rocky one situation that happened. Mm-hmm. But what are your thoughts on... His character just up and going in daddy's footsteps, and, and how do you feel about that? Well, <clears throat> if you know, to be honest, it's the it's not the strongest motivation. It's you could find flaws in that. You can you can analyze and be like, yeah, would that really cause you to give up like the comfort life and all that stuff? But I really appreciate the point you're making that maybe he will exercise that ghost or whatever that fucking saying is, right? Yeah, exercise that demon and then move on because he is a smart guy. And he doesn't have to do this. And most mm-hmm. people wouldn't, ch- I don't think most people would choose to, you know, flirt with brain disasters and whatnot to make a living. But anyway. Because he never convinced me at any point in the movie that he desired fighting. Yeah. It seemed, yeah, it yeah, seemed yeah. like well, near the beginning of the film, he was, he was bred in fighting. And he was mm-hmm. bred in violence. And it seemed, his mom tried to take him away from it, but he kept gravitating towards it, going back to the... Uh, to the low dive bar places, yeah. yeah, and fighting and everything. And I just got this sense kind of that he didn't even know what to do with himself, so he just kind of kept falling into, like, well, I mean, I'm just doing this, whatever. This is something I know, so it's something I'm doing. Um, which I guess kind of reflects the Rocky story as well. It's what he knew, and it was what he was doing. But now he's got his little restaurant, and he's retired and everything, so I feel like a Creed should come to that realization quicker being and maybe that's the next step but that's what i would kind of like to see post this well uh, kyle i agree with you i agree with you because that's what i said earlier with uh, with my message to the director like yeah i hope the next movie isn't about boxing yeah you know um i would love to see the sequel be about just that clearly again i don't i don't have to use this man as an example but it seems to me that colin kaepernick has become aware to such a point that football is totally secondary in his life. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit what any of the 
that the idiots on talk radio are saying about him. He is giving away his money like crazy. He's continuing his stance. He doesn't back down from his public comments. Like, no, I, I, yeah, this person's a lie. That person's a lie. I'm not going to stop talking until this judge. And he's not protected. Yeah. In any way. So I would love the sequel to Creed to be just that. I would love to see boxing take a backseat to something that is far more important. Mm-hmm. Whether it's on a personal level to Creed and Bianca, okay, I could deal with that. Maybe they come up with something in their lives that's you know personal to them mm-hmm. that's more important than boxing. Yeah. Or if it's socially, oh my, I would love it. I, would, I absolutely love it. I don't want, it'll probably, hopefully it'll still be a good movie, but I don't want the next movie to be all about his desire to be champion. Right. You know, because they do have that, they do have that loose end, right? The mm-hmm. guy that pummeled him in the gym, who, by the way, is Andre Ward, real life boxer. Um, you know, that, that challenge is out there. The British guy is going to jail, right? He's still the champ. So the title <laughs> will be vacated. You're right. And the number two contender will likely inherit that title. Uh-huh. Or Creed will have to face him for the belt. There, so there's a storyline waiting right there, but I hope that's not it. Yeah. I really do. I, I do, really too. do. All right, I do, so too. We agree. That's yeah. Kugla. Kugla. Come on, man. Get it done. Shit. All right. <laughs> Pop a grade on it, my friend. Solid A. Solid A. Solid A. I will give it... In A as well. Excellent. I, t- I told you a long time ago, it was yeah. my favorite movie of 2015. It, it was. It absolutely was. It is really good. And it's good for all the right reasons. There are parts of it where I could potentially A- minus it, but I won't because I think <laughs> that the rest of it stands up so strong and is 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 defendable what you can't the, what you can't universe. say right now is i have my fist raised up to kyle and he won't give an a minus because if he does so i'm gonna go, get punched punch him out no, i'm kidding i could i could nitpick the conflict with the girl that was my one nitpick for the movie was you didn't need the girlfriend like that that there are there are a couple of there's a couple of plot liberties that stretch towards that fantasy idea and i write them off honestly as easing the continuity from the rest of the series All right, yep. so that's that's why i can stick by an a for this solid a solid a and with that we're out of time kyle forster reviews creed you you we did it you went nuts on we that did it that my was friends. great yeah <laughs> plus the mad dog oh loud right. on the set with kyle and james you can check us out on youtube and itunes anywhere you can find podcasts we're there send us some mail Lad on the set at gmail.com. Let us know if you saw Creed, what you think. Did Creed get snubbed at the Oscars? Did it oh ever? My, oh my God. Don't, don't get me started. <laughs> don't get me started. All my liberal friends. Oh, oh, they're going to boycott the guys. I said this before on the podcast. I'm going to boycott the Oscars. They don't have diversity. Oh, yeah, you see Creed? No. Fuck you. Dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Lad on the set at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Thank you all so much for listening. If you haven't seen Creed, check it out. It's good. It's worth a watch. Even if you've never seen Rocky, you don't even have to see Rocky first. You can go back and watch Rocky later. But Creed stands alone. Creed continues a great series. Absolutely. All right. See the movie. See you later. And cut.